And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get out? Wowzer Browser Wednesday because God's in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian Journey. First on your marks. Get set. Go. Then the gun fires and the runners run the race. There are markers throughout the race. If it's a long-distance run or a cross-country run, there's a lot of markers. These markers tell the runners where to go. For Christians, we're in a cross-universe race. We're not running in an aimless race, as referenced in 1 Corinthians. We're running an eternal race with marks and guideposts from God. And we run and walk to win to prevail, and to advance his cause. Next, we have promises from God that help us keep running. We have reasons from God to help us understand why we're in the race. And we have examples from God the, from God of people who've been in the race and have reached the finish line. Today, we're going to do something we don't normally do. We're going to look at one of these examples that we've been studying the last so many weeks, but we're going to do it from a helicopter perspective. And finally, who could be a better example than the most incredible being ever to live? We examine the instructions that come from Jesus. We examine the empowerments that come from Jesus. We examine the guideposts that come from Jesus. And by doing this, we start to get it. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. Well, I think we just end it right there. I just start sharing about that right there. Life's insanity. Annoy face so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us at 214-210-8483, 214-210-8483. Or you can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that phone call, it's like getting buttered popcorn in a movie theater and you've got the best seats in the entire place because you'll be talking to Captain Chris and then you'll be... Now, you might have an opinion, a thought, a comment, or a question. You might have a praise report that you want to share, a prayer request that you are asking people to join you in. You might have something you just want to get off your chest. It's not a place just to complain, but a place to engage with other brothers and sisters and to recognize that fellowship is something that means that we're all in, get this, fellowship, the same boat, fellowship. 
C. It's a fellowship. Okay, here we go. Uh, all right, I'm doing my best. Wait, these the jokes today, they're all Jewish, so that's all I got for you. Uh, true, here's your trivia question. True or false? On his release from prison, Pharaoh's cupbearer immediately informed his master of Joseph's ability to interpret dreams. True or false? On his release from prison, Pharaoh's cupbearer immediately informed his master of Joseph's ability to interpret dreams. Is that true? Is that false? If you think you know the answer, you can reach out to us. You can do that by calling 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. You can send a paper airplane from your house through your living room. It's just got to be able to go through the walls, and then it's got to be able to go through the traffic and then through the walls here at the studio. If you can do that, let me know. Okay, there you go. Uh, let's see. One thing I do want to point out. So Annika sent a uh, a email about the name Grace. Now, I just got to tell you this just because she doesn't know this, and this is what's really funny. So she was like – she did a little clip on the name, okay, and then had all these variants for for Grace. And one of them is Annika, by the way, if she's a part of it. But what she doesn't know is that the one name that my daughter is leaning towards is Anna, which is right in that same group. So now I have a feeling that it's going to be Anna. But we'll just see. We'll just see how that goes. But I'm just telling you now, if it's Anna, I don't care what anybody tells me as a grandfather. I would call her Anna Banana. I don't care what you say. There's nothing you can say. <laughs> so that's mean. My last name is Spoon. Really? You want to go down that line? Okay. We'll just leave that alone. Okay. Got that done. <laughs> Dave's losing it. Somebody always said to me, you're losing it. Like, okay. Don't forget what we said. We're going to be in, what is it, Houston on Friday. So check out the website for those that need updated info. Again, true or false, on his release from prison, Pharaoh's cupbearer immediately informed his master of Joseph's ability to interpret dreams. Is that true? Is that false? You can simply reach out to us. Like I was, I'm always looking for our number. It's kind of sad. 972-445-0770. Uh, you can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. Ready or not. Here we go. Did I cover everything? I got everything? Do you think? Okay. Chris, he's just... <laughs> okay. There, here we go. All right. I want you to understand something. This is what I call the start. Ready? This is the start. All right. On your mark. Get set, go. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. This is Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. What it's talking about when it says, therefore, surrounded, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, is the previous chapter, chapter 11, which we call the Hall of Fame of Faith, just listed all these great people and all their great accomplishments and everything they did, and they did it all by faith and all the way through. So now Hebrews chapter 12 takes that theme, the author takes that theme and does the therefore conclusion. In conclusion to chapter 11, here we have chapter 12, and the author is saying, since we're surrounded 
by such a great cloud of witnesses, referring to all those people, let us throw off everything. Now, the, the phrase or the understanding throw off is cast off. It's the exact expression as when you take off your shirt. Just take it off, right? Take off your shirt. Cast off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. So let's stop there. Break that down so you know where we're heading in that. Everything that hinders is everything that steps in the way of us running this race, moving forward in the Lord. Everything, don't get mad at me, and sometimes everyone. There are some people that are not great for your faith. And you got to be aware of that. You just got to go, you know, every time I hang out with this person, bleeding me dry, <laughs> Whatever, however that goes. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be a Christian. It's just that they're more, it's more of a negative. It's, a, it's more of a drowning. In that case, it's, it is an unequal yoke in, in that sense. So you, you, you just got to throw that to the side. And any sin that so easily entangles, and that's simply the besetting sin with the King James word besetting, which is something that sets you to the side. And everybody's besetting sin is nothing I need to know. It's just that when I say the phrase besetting sin, it's the one that pops into your mind, that one. And what it says, Scripture says, you don't owe that. You can toss that to the side. And then run with perseverance the race marked out for us. What do you know about the Christian faith? Well, it ain't a sprint. <laughs> I, can, I can tell you, I don't know a lot about it, but I know it ain't a sprint. I know it's a lot. I've been doing it for four, almost 43 years. It's a, it's a journey, a long journey. It is not about the journey because I don't want to end up in hell. It's about the destination, but it is no sprint. It's a, it's a journey. It's been, we're supposed to run this race with a perseverance, with a diligence of commitment, without just bouncing up and down. This isn't you on a trampoline in your Christian faith. This is you doing the, when you, when you get up and you breathe and you walk, that's how you're supposed to be doing the Christian faith, breathing and walking. The cool part that people miss is this race is marked out for us. Ah, free will and predestination. In it the in it the best. Free will is your perspective. Predestination is God's, and He's not telling. <laughs> that had to solve about five thousand years of argument. You don't know what God has marked out, but he does, and he's not telling you. You just run the race with perseverance, and the closer in you get, the closer it gets, the closer you get it, the closer you are to getting it, but it's still marked out. God knows every point and turn in your Christian existence. Okay, somebody calling in to answer the trivia? All right, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, David. It's Deborah. Hi, Deborah. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. I'm just uh, no homework today, so I'm super, super, super happy. <laughs> just telling you. <laughs> I, I know that's right. I know. No homework days. See, back in the day when you only had to do a page of math, that was one thing. When I have to do homework, it's like nine pages, and then the references and everything is like, Bleh. Oh, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> I, know, I like it. All right, here we go. True or false, on his release from the prison, Pharaoh's cupbearer, immediately informed his master of Joseph's ability to interpret dreams. That's false, because he actually did it before he got out. Well, that, what, why it's false. You're right, it's false, but what he did was he got out, right? 
and he forgot Joseph and didn't tell oh, Pharaoh. Okay. But you're still right. You still get it because that's right. That answer is false. He forgot about Joseph for a little while until his until Pharaoh had a dream, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, there was this guy. He had this dream in prison. Oh man, I forgot." Oh yeah, to that's tell right. You. I forgot. That's right. <laughs> Wait, that's funny. I forgot. Anyway, so the whole idea is that's it. You got it though. You nailed down what it was. He it was he didn't do it immediately, and that's what happens. People find deliverance. They get grace. They get mercy. They have things happen, and then they forget. That's what they do. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, and you have a good day. All right. God bless you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. He's one of our favorite people for sure. Okay. All right, folks. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill. Can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I punish myself, I go down to the jail of my soul. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. Top 10 things people won't say when they see a Christian bumper sticker or a fish on a car. Right? Have we done this? We've done comes similar, but not exactly this. Here's that uh, number 10. Look, let's stop that car and ask those folks how we can become Christians. <laughs> how often does that happen to you folks? Never? Okay. All right. Uh, nine. Don't worry, Billy. Those people are Christians. They must have a good reason for driving 90 miles an hour. <laughs> These are too good not to share. Uh, number eight, what a joy to be sharing the highway with another car of spirit-filled brothers and sisters. I don't even know what that means, so I'm just going to pass on that one. Uh, number seven, isn't it wonderful how God blessed that Christian couple with a brand-new BMW? Yeah, that's just uh, wonderful. Uh, number six, Dad, how come people who drive like that don't get thrown in jail? Uh, Dad, can we get a bumper sticker like that, too? 
See, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think on some of those. Uh, five. Stay clear of those folks, Martha. If they get raptured, that car's gonna be all over the road. Okay. And then uh, number four. Oh, look, the Christian woman is getting a chance to share Jesus with that police officer. <laughs> He's great or what? Uh, number three. No, that's not garbage coming out of their window, Bert. It's probably gospel tracks for the road workers. It's so funny. Number two, oh, boy, we're in trouble now. We just rear-ended one of God's cars. And then number one, quick, Alice, honk the horn, or they won't know that we love Jesus. All right. Those were pretty good. Come on. All right. Those were, if you're not laughing. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. We're getting ready to do our next trivia question. According to Matthew. Okay, so there's your kind of your key. According to Matthew. What were the wise men advised to do in a dream after they had seen the baby Jesus? According to Matthew, what were the wise men encouraged to do? I think that's probably the way, advised to do in a dream after they had seen the baby Jesus. If you think you know the answer to that question, you want to reach out to us, you can call us. At 972-445-0770, you can, I'll put a very unique way to say it. Uh, you can text us, 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david, at he must org. What were the wise men advised to do in a dream after they had seen the baby Jesus? Alrighty, that puts us in a place where we don't have the call, so I'm going to have to do these jokes. These are uh, more for me than for you. Is that a nice way to say that? I guess that's an honest way to say that. Uh, I'm going to not say where these jokes came from, but they are more Jewish than they are Christian, than they are anything else. Actually, they're a little more Yiddish, but they're Jewish. I mean, just leave it. Okay, here we go. Ready? Are you ready? All right. Uh, I'm going to go in reverse order, so the worst to the best, okay? All right. Uh, Somebody's calling in. They're going to have to wait. See, now they have to wait. See, you had that shot. Could have saved everybody this this trauma, but now it's too late. Uh, Somebody said this about uh, people. I'm astounded by people who want to know the universe when it's hard enough to find your way around Chinatown. Okay, there's number one. Number two. There's a big controversy among the Jewish view on when life begins. In Jewish tradition, the baby is not considered viable until it graduates from law or medical school. (laughs) Don't tell me that's not funny. Come on. Uh, I said this to somebody the other day. They didn't get it. I I had to say it like five times. I'm serious. So if you guys, I'm not saying this five times, okay? Why don't Jewish mothers drink? Alcohol interferes with their suffering. <laughs> I don't know how people don't say that's great. Uh, there's two more. Just hang in there. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. 
Uh, I'll just do one more. A little Jewish boy was telling his mother about how he had won a part in a play that was being done at the school. His mother asked, well, what's the part you will play? The child responded, I play the Jewish husband, to which the mother replied, well, you go right back to that teacher and you tell her you want a speaking part. (laughs) Come on, right? That's a classic. (laughs) Tell her you want a speaking part. Are we ready to have somebody answer the trivia question? Okay. Uh, This is David. Who am I talking to? Yeah, David, this is Ken again. Hey, Ken again. How you doing? No, hey, Ken. How are you, brother? Turn your radio down just a little. I'm getting a little echo, a little feedback from there. Hold on. Let me. Just turn okay. There you go, brother. The... There you go. All right. All right. I was working. I said, well, I know that answer, I think. All right. So here we go. I'll fire it up for you. According to Matthew, what were the wise men advised to do in a dream after they had seen the baby Jesus? Let's see. Exit stage left or exit stage right, depending on which way they came. Exactly correct. That is exactly correct. And I love the way you said that. Exit stage left. No, wait, exit stage right. Either way, depending on whether they went left or right or right or left, either way, you're not going back where you came. You're going another way. See you later, alligator in a wild crocodile. That was great, great, great answer. Excellent job, brother. Good, good. I'm I'm glad it wasn't an or. Well, I said or on that one. Yesterday it was, you know, I thought it was Jesus that said, uh, you vipers. And then... uh, and then we had to come back around because I, I don't know when you're going to do them or questions on us again. So. Yeah. Well, you you prevailed. You have you have there's full yeah, prevailing you. right there. Good job. <laughs> Tricky. Uh, good okay. job. I, I appreciate it. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you, brother. Bye bye. All right. <laughs> exit stage after exit stage. Al wrote skedaddle. <laughs> Okay. All right. Let's go back to this. Uh, Some days. I know it's a radio show. There's just times where my brain goes, is it a radio show? (laughs) Now somebody else is calling in. So now we're either going to get a semi-correction, a pizza order, a question, or a comment. (laughs) Something. Something's coming. I'm waiting. I'm stalling for time waiting to see what Chris's facial reaction is because that's the only way I can tell whether we're taking the call or not. So uh, if, it, if the little light goes blink, okay, it doesn't. All right, we'll take that later. Uh, let's go to our text. Therefore, this is the first uh, portion we said. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 and 36. Watch this. So now we've just looked at we got to run the race with perseverance. It's marked out. God knows what it is. You don't know what it, you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. You don't know what's going to happen in 30 minutes, let alone 30 hours, let alone 30 days. God knows everything that's going to happen. You think it's catching him by surprise? Now look at what Hebrews 10, 35, 36 says. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what he's promised. Now, what are the two main connected words between this whole race 
and the, the and, and and receiving what we our reward and standing firm in our confidence. What's the big connecting word? Persevere. You gotta persevere. You gotta keep going. It's not a one and done. It's not for God to love the world that that He gave His one that He gave His one only Son that whosoever should believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. It doesn't say whosoever should believe one time, then forget about it, never pay any attention for the next forty years, and then when the trumpet blows, thinks they're getting in. It's like this, you know what I'm saying. It's like you got to keep believing. You don't just believe once; you keep on believing. In fact, ironically, in Mark, the Gospel, where Jesus says, "This is one of the most amazing things." It, when in Mark chapter one, verse fifteen, where Jesus says, "Repent," right? Repent and believe in the kingdom. The word "repent" is in the perfect present tense, and so is or believe in the gospel. It, the, the word "repents" in the perfect present tense, and so is the word, the phrase "believe in the kingdom." It's also believe in the gospel. It's also in perfect present tense. You keep on doing it. You keep on doing that. You keep on believing. You keep on persevering. It's Christianity is not a yes. It's a lifetime of yeses. And so the scripture says, don't throw away your confidence. It's going to be rewarded, but you need to persevere. That when you've done what God has called you to do, you're going to receive the promise if you persevere. Okay? I mean, it's just, it, it's, I, I could say it differently, but I'm not sure it needs to be said differently. I think what needs to happen is we all need to, uh, we need to toughen up a little. I mean, if you look at, listen to the news, if you go on the internet, if you check things out on, on, on any other source of media, any social media, things are crazy. Things are not, it doesn't matter. You need to be steadfast in your faith like a bulldog. I like bulldog because that's like, you know, and my son had a bulldog and he was so stubborn. It wasn't even funny. He was really stubborn. I mean, no, no wonder why they call them bulldogs. Well, you need to have that. We need to have that. I need to have that. When the enemy's coming against me, saying, don't do the radio, don't do this, don't do what? Who cares about the doctor? I need to have that same tenacity that everybody else has. And says, no, no, we keep going. We put one foot in front of the other, and we don't quit until we're done, until we hear the trumpet, until the Lord, or until the Lord says, well done, which will probably be the same thing, but that's not the point. The point is you keep going. You don't give up. And sometimes it's hard. No, not sometimes. It's hard a lot. But that's not permission to go, well, I'm going to quit now. I'm going to take my ball and go home. Right? You know? I'm going home. <laughs> you just can't do that. You got to persevere, stand fast, immovable. Don't move. Stand firm in your faith. That's what we all need to do. Instead of being so wishy-washy. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. David Spoon Experience. I want you to catch something because uh, for some reason the church feels the need to over-answer cultural changes that take place. Look at Jesus. He didn't care about anyone's opinion. That's what it says right in the text. And you do not care about anyone's opinion. Jesus didn't go, yes, I do. 
No, he didn't. He didn't. He never because he didn't. That's exactly right. He is true. So they said, we know that you are true and teach the way of God. That's alethes, which means speaking the truth, completely nothing hidden, being real. He teaches the way of God correctly. That's alethes, which is the case is according to the fact, and doesn't care about anyone's opinion. The Greek word here literally means does not look at people's faces. In other words, when you're doing radio, I can't see faces except for Captain Chris, okay? I can't see if your face is giving approval or denial because the only way that happens is by text or phone or whatever the case may be. When an actor acts, they can look on stage and see with the audience if there's approval. Jesus didn't seek people's facial approvals. He didn't care. And you think, well, no, he cared plenty. No, he cared about the mission to save the lost. He didn't care about those who were going to reject in the capacity that he sought their approval. He never sought their approval. He didn't leave, live, let me say that, he didn't live for people's positive responses to him. He walked at the pleasure of the Father. Whatever the Father wanted him to do or say, that's what he did, which is when you'll hear me say, we do it for the author and not the audience. Because I think some of you people are literally some of the nicest people I have ever met in my human journey, but you still don't have a heaven to put me in. And that's what it comes down to. And I know that, says, that sounds so you know harsh or whatever. It's like, are you serious? Okay. If the Lord tarries and I die, you are not going to help me. <laughs> I just don't really know the way to say it. You know what I'm saying? And so I want you guys to catch that, to catch this is why Jesus was so different. It's because he spoke the truth. He said it according to, to, to what the truth was, and he didn't seek people's approval in sharing. He just was like, look, I'm telling you exactly what the Father told me to say. This is exactly how the Spirit's leading me, exactly what the Father wants to be said. And then you look at that and you go, ooh, how about us? Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready for your next trivia question. Okay, what Old Testament prophet? That's your big hint. That's nice. You get hints. Wrote, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. Who wrote those words? If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. It is right here that we always send you to the website. Just a couple things to remind you about uh, in regards to things. Uh, On the website, there's a place to give, and we encourage you to do that because giving is an important part of us functioning in this ministry. We encourage you to check out the app 
that is on there. It's a free app. doesn't cost any money. Uh, but it is at this point only for uh, the uh, Android because we just can't afford the other thing. And then there's the books that are on there. There's a place to put praise reports and prayer requests. Basically, when you go on the website at the very top right, there's what they call the hamburger. That's the three lines together. And then you click on there, and there's 23 other links that it goes to. Uh, check that out. Please uh, check it all out. There's some pretty encouraging stuff on there. Please go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> now, don't tell me that's not an explosion, okay? I mean, that's an explosion, right? I mean, you're not going to change that on me. Okay. Uh... <laughs> All right, what, uh, oh, you have to, somebody for the trivia, right? Okay. I'm here. I'm here. This is David. Who am I talking to? This would be Tom. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Driving around the city today trying to sell something. Okay. Be safe, though, right? I mean, you want to be safe, but may the Lord bless you in your selling. May, May the Lord bless you in the selling. May you sell many, okay? All right, here here you go, Tom. For to who wrote for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. I can hear the music of George Handel in the background as you read those words. That would be the book of Isaiah. That is correct, sir. Yes. That should be good for a sale right there. You should be able to get one right there. Good job. Good job, there Book of go. Isaiah. Amen, brother. Excellent job. Thank you so much. You have a blessed rest of the afternoon. You too. Be safe. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> people are setting them up now. It's so good. All right, let's do our – what are we doing? We're doing our history, right? Let's go All right, now I'm going to say this. I want this to be right. It's not. I just want it to be right. Today is everything you do is right day. (laughs) I like it. I know, right? Everything I do is right. So whatever happens when I get home tonight, Noel gets home, I'm going to go, I did that right. I happen to know that. That's the day. (laughs) I did it all right. And she's going to go, you did this wrong and this wrong and this wrong. she'll She'll be correct, but I will be right. Because it's everything you do is right day. All right. Uh, also, uh, it's gi- Giant Panda Bear Day. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. What about like standard size panda bear? <laughs> so I think they're just. I think they need to lobby and get something done. It's National Artichoke Hearts Day. Now, now see, here's the thing. See, a lot of people like artichokes. I like the butter. <laughs> you dip it in, but I don't like the. I don't like how much work artichokes are, no, but if they're the already problem. in a jar, I'm okay. That's the problem. All right. Uh, I'm looking for good stuff that anybody would find remotely interesting. I just went through 12 things, and none of them were that good. Uh, 1970 New English Bible, the complete version is published. It's translated directly from English from the original text. So it was 19 other translations since then, just to point that out. 1974, Nixon performs at the Grand Old Opry. Okay. 
U.S. President Richard Nixon played piano for the opening of the Grand Ole Opry's new theater playing God Bless America. I did not know that. I will tell you that right now. In 1872, which is a really long time ago, and most of us probably don't care, the Wanderers FC won the first FA Cup, the oldest football competition in the world. So I'm going to go with their saying soccer. It's got to be soccer, right? The fake football? Oh, I'm sorry. I should have said that. My kids played soccer, too. All right. Everybody relax. And then, uh, nah, none of that's good. Okay, that's all. (laughs) It has to have a quality to it. Sorry. Uh, Okay, so we're talking about the perseverance, and we're talking about, so in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, we talked about, you know, surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, throw off everything that hinders and the sin so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. That's Hebrews 12, 1. Hebrews 10, 35 and 36 say, do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere that when you've done the will of God, you so that when you've done the will of God, you will receive what was promised. Okay? So everybody's up to parse. That's point one. That's point two. This is called a four-pointer. Okay, here's point three. Ready? All right. Why is all this important? Oh, ah, 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 ah. Well, we understand that you have to run the race with perseverance. Now, for any of you who've done any business, so we just had Tom call. He's, he's doing sales. Uh, let's use sales is hard, right? There has to be a sense of perseverance. You don't just snap your fingers and make 9,000 sales unless you're selling snaps. And then, then that would work. But beyond that, so you got to persevere. You got to keep going. Got to keep going after it. You know, do those kind of things. And you don't want to throw away your confidence. It'll be rewarded. But you, again, you have to persevere. So perseverance becomes this element that we run the race with. God has a race that's marked out for us. He knows every part of the journey. Nothing catching him by surprise. Nothing that you go through. No blessing and no sorrow that you go through is un- is something that is unknown to God, okay? He's got everything marked out. He's got your plan. You know, when we're all done in glory, we'll all go, wow, what a fantastic map that was. But we don't get to see that map now. We just live that map. In Hebrews, it says don't toss that confidence. Don't give up. Be kind of person that you got to persevere so that you can receive the blessings, so you can receive the promise. James 1, 1 through 3. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy. Uh-oh. Why do I have to consider something pure joy? Shouldn't I just know that if I get a back massage, it will be pure joy? I have to now consider something pure joy that does not appear like it's going to feel like pure joy. What am I considering pure joy, James, brother of Jesus, who has taken over kind of the government in the church in about Acts 14? What, what, what? Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. What? (laughs) Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Oh, no, no, wait, 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 wait. The testing of my faith produces perseverance? Yes, and that's why we should consider it pure joy when we're facing trials of many kinds. Not of one kind, of many kinds. Well, no, no, wait, 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 Dave. 
You're saying that the testing of the faith produces perseverance. Perseverance is what's needed so that we can receive the reward and get what's promised and that we need to run the race that's marked out for us with that same perseverance? Yes. Like, wait, I want I want to redo. <laughs> I want to review this. It's like, not, there's not a lot of room here. I, I wish there was a lot of room here, but it's straightforward. We run with perseverance the race that's marked out for us. Got it. You you persevere in order to receive the promise. You hang on to your confidence. You don't dump it. You stand firm. You're like a bulldog. Got it. And then, therefore, because that perseverance is such a key component to our Christian existence, when you're going through different trials of different kinds— Consider that a joy because it's stretching your perseverance so that you can do those things properly. The testing of your faith produces or creates that perseverance. Yes, but I don't like trials. <laughs> See, that's, that's what you're saying. That's what I say. And you know what the Lord says? Oh, but you're still going to go through them. So in other words, we have a choice. We're either going to consider it joy and recognize that as we face trials, it's going to test our faith, and that testing of our faith is going to create this perseverance, and we need that perseverance so that we can be richly rewarded and so that we can receive what God has promised, and that's how we're supposed to run the race that's already been marked out for us. And it's like, wow. Yep. A plus B plus C. <laughs> you following that? It's like, it's not escapable. I know, I know, I, I'm, I'm with all of you going, yes, but I would like to face less of them, or I would like it to, uh, yeah, yeah. Only God knows what the real level of your perseverance is, and when you go through those trials, he's showing you how much perseverance you have. He already knows. You don't. I can't take much more of this, Lord, said everybody who didn't know that God knows more than them. Get it? Perseverance. We need it. Perseverance. It's a blessing for us. It's how we walk the race. Perseverance. It comes about by the testing of our faith. Yikes. Okay, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. 
Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. As promised, we are going to now uh, have our interview with the Apostle Peter. We were fortunate uh, enough to have an interview a couple weeks back with an angel from heaven, and now we've been given permission from the powers on high to go ahead and have an interview with the Apostle Peter. Peter, thank you so much for uh, taking the time for whatever's going on there in the heavenly realms and uh, talking to us. Well, Dave, you're welcome. I'm real glad to see that people are carrying on the work of loving our Lord Jesus Christ and advancing the kingdom. And I'm very, very, very pleased to see that the radio station is moving forward in advancing the Lord Jesus Christ in his lordship, both in uh, personal lives and in corporate lives. It's a great thing for me to see. Well, thank you, Peter. Uh, that's great. And uh, so I guess I want to ask you some basic questions. I'm really breaking this uh, interview down into two separate sections. The first section is kind of before the resurrection, and the second section is kind of after the resurrection, after the ascension. Okay, Dave, that'll be fine. I know exactly what you're trying to accomplish here. Uh, probably unknown to you is that uh, we know exactly where this is going. Well, Peter, I don't want to say that that's kind of scary, but okay. Here's uh, my first question to you, sir. Uh, what are you absolutely the most proud of as a disciple and as an apostle of Jesus Christ? Well, David, that's a great question. The thing that I am absolutely the most proud of was the moment that Jesus asked all of us to identify who he really was. And it was at that moment that I was able to say that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. That's the actual rock that the church has been built on. I think some people thought that the rock might have been me myself, but it was my confession that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. It is that statement of faith that the church has been built upon and that the gates of hell have never nor will ever prevail against. The David Spoon Experience If Jesus Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMEN 770, the truth station here in Texas as we get ready to do our very last trivia question of the day. Okay? All right, now. In the question is the hint as to where it is located. In Revelation chapter 6, how many seals does John see in his vision? Oh, Al, striking immediately. Didn't even get to finish. Wow. All right. Al stepping up pretty fast right there. How many seals? Uh, uh, now, for those that are trying to figure that out, okay, Revelation chapter 6, how many seals does John see in his vision? Let me say right now, that is not kind of seal, okay? it's that That's the wrong seal. So if you're thinking that way, uh, get out of that way. That's that's wrong. I'm just helping people, right? Because it's not like a seal like you see at SeaWorld. Well, how many sea lions? How many sea lions? <laughs> that would have been the question. How many sea lions does it take to play happy birthday on those little horn things? Uh, if you if you think you know, 
let uh, uh, let us know by reaching out to us before we our heads fall off. Nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. That would be the phone number to call. 214-210-8483. That would be the number to text. And then David at he must increase.org. That would be the email. Uh, you know what I think is cool? You know, Tom called him while he's driving around. People who are listening to the show, they should pray for him. The Lord bless him and guide him and give him favor. We should be doing that for each other all the time. I just hope everybody's, you know, uh, aware of that. You know, by this, you Especially know. He's driving around here. Huh? Especially if he's driving around here. Well, that's for sure. I mean, that's. I know there's only a couple of places that I would say were worse. <laughs> that's like, but you should be praying. Lord bless him. He's going to have great success. Okay. All right. So now. We've been talking about, and and you know, you have to know that these things come full circle. This is uh, one of the great things about understanding faith is God starts at one point, takes you through this little uh, circumference uh, process, and then brings you back to the same point. You're just that much smarter, that much wiser once you go through the process. So we talked about perseverance, right? Okay, got that, all right? We talked about perseverance being part of our race that is marked out for us. That's God's way of saying, I know what you're going through, I'm holding the markers. I see them. I know the race. But he's telling us, hey, you got to run with perseverance. He tells us, don't toss your confidence. It'll be richly rewarded. Don't, you know, don't quit that perseverance. You'll receive what's been promised. James then tells us, you know, part of that testing of our faith, that creates that perseverance. So instead of looking at every trial as another drudgery, you have to understand that that is going to produce something better in you. That's exceedingly important. And now we're going to look at, it's so amazing because we're, we're only in Hebrews and in James. Now we're going to look at uh, the, the two elements that combine that take us past this so that we can know, well, what do I functionally, I got to persevere. I know perseverance does a lot of great things. It's like getting a, a, a great uh, uh, chocolate ice cream cone and it has no calories, but it tastes exactly like it's real. <laughs> it's like, it's awesome. And then I, I know that I'm going to receive a reward. I'm going to bless for it. Got it. And I understand the testing of my tr- faith is going to, is, is how that's produced. What do I have to do functionally? While that while this is going on, what's my functionality? Hebrews chapter twelve, verse two through three, and we'll be doing James chapter one, verse one through two. Hebrews chapter twelve, verse two through three. Here it is. Ready? Okay. Here it is. Remember, we just finished that. And let us run with perseverance. The race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Okay. What? What's up? What's up? We're not done. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Now, here is the answer, kind of like in four stages, but, you know, I can break it up in four stages. It doesn't have to be, but here's the thing. The first part of, of perseverance is fixing your eyes on Jesus. We already talked about that regarding Peter. As soon as he took his eyes off, choo, down he went. All right? So here are the passage. It says not just by illustration. We're not just picking this up by a story. It's specifically telling us fix your eyes on Jesus. This is stage one of how do we persevere practically. 
And then it throws this caveat in so you can know. The pioneer and perfecter of your faith, which is also the author and the finisher. A finisher is somebody who comes and finishes all the construction, makes sure everything is smoothed out. But the author is the person who writes the book. And somewhere between writing the book and smoothing out the nails, that's what Jesus does. And it's like he's the author of that faith. He's the finisher of that faith. He's the starter. He's the ender. He's the coordinator of that faith. But you, you and I, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus. And then it gives you a clue. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. That would be the ultimate need for perseverance is knowing that you've never done anything wrong ever for real. And you've done nothing but right and they still want to kill you. And he still went forward because that was the only way to answer justice. He scorned its shame. He got through it, sat down at the right hand of the Father. The joy that was set before him was sitting next to God the Father. I mean, that's the picture that we've got. That's the picture that's the illustration in Revelation. And then it does this. It has this little kind of, it's not a caveat. It's kind of like a bonus understanding. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you don't grow weary. So, why you fix your eyes on Jesus is twofold. One, because Jesus endured the cross because of the joy that was set before him. And two, by fixing your eyes on Jesus, it strengthens you to know that you can keep going. And then, see, I could just stay in that all day. And then we pull it back to James 1.12. So now we're all done is Hebrews 12.1, Hebrews 10.35-36, James 1-3, Hebrews 12.2-3. And now back to James 1.12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, having stood the test. That person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. And now you're getting the blessing. If you persevere and you get through, God is going to reward you and not with the silly human rewards with eternal rewards not with a bank account that has a hundred thousand in it that earns three percent with a heavenly bank account that has 60 gazillion in it that hurts that earns a 60 trillion percent that's what you're looking at that's a big difference. And the way that we do that, the way that we get to that blessing is we fix our eyes on Jesus. Number one, we follow his example because he was able to get through it because of the joy set before him. And then number two, we consider him who went through so much more than we're going through and yet he got through it. And you use those two practicalities. You know there's a joy coming. You know Jesus went through more. You fix your eyes on him and you go, okay, I'm in for the long haul. I'm going to do the best I can. And when you feel yourself slipping, and let's just be honest about it because we talked about slipping, I think, in, in the first half of the first third of the show. Thank you. <laughs> 
It's a private joke. Anyway, when, when, when you do that, you turn to the Lord. You ask for help. You say, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my vision. Remember what Peter did when he started to slip? What did he do? What did he, he, the, the shortest prayer in the Bible. By the way, if I ever ask you that question, it's, it's, this is the answer. You know what Jesus, Peter started to slip. You know, he said, help. <laughs> help, help, help. I'm about to drown. Hello, hello. Is anybody home? Can you help me up here, please? Help. Ask the Lord for help. How close is he? Close enough not to let you fall. Close enough not to let you drown. Does that mean that? Well, this is all so easy. No. This is the this is the most amazing part. Christian faith is tough. It's hard. I mean, everything's the opposite. You, you die to live. You give to receive. Right? You believe to see. It goes absent everything. It's so hard. But through the Lord, we can do all things. And through him, you'll do this too. Fix your eyes on Jesus. The joy that was set before him is, is number the number one clue. And the fact that he went through so much more, that's the number two and number three, remember there are, there is just this commitment from the kingdom of God, from the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit to help you endlessly because he loves you. I mean, that's okay. In Revelation chapter 6, uh, I think we're out of time. So Revelation chapter 6, how many seals does John see in his vision? The answer for Revelation chapter 6 is seven. He saw seven seals, and we're not talking about sea lions. Thank you very much. Okay, I hope the show has been a blessing. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. 22 and a half hour break, then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.